This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. UFOs, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making Veritas possible. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to both segments of tonight's interview and all of our material. Tonight's special guest is a fellow truth seeker with over 30 years of experience in alternative media, an independent thinker to the core, whose life has been tested time and time again. Our special guest is Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Media. I know many of you know Clyde, but if you don't, I'm sure you will bookmark his name. Usually I prepare for a show, but for this one, I will go with the flow and let the conversation take us anywhere. Clyde Lewis will be with us shortly. And don't forget to buy MMS, especially at this time of the year. Don't get caught off guard. And Season 4 of the USB Drive is already for sale. How, you ask? Yes, the season is not over yet, but so that you can have it already, I'm including a login where you'll be able to download the remaining two shows of the year. That way, you can have it all complete. In addition, I'm including Ambient and Space Volume 1. What is that? Well, I've decided to compose some of the background music for the shows this year, and if you like ambient music, well, it's a bonus of about 89 minutes that I've added to Season 4. There are samples of all the tracks. Go to the Veritas store to listen and to purchase. 
And why not give the gift of truth during the holidays? Do you ever wonder if your gift goes into a drawer, never to see the light of day? Well, you can purchase a three, six, nine month, or one or two year subscription and hopefully make a difference in someone's life. And next week, it's you and I, the 2012 Inside Veritas Special on Friday, December 21st, 2012. Contrary to what you may hear, I will still be here, and I hope you are too. Submit your question by visiting the Veritas Members section. The deadline is this Sunday, December the 16th. It's going to be a lot of fun, and you can take the show where you want. And closing the year is someone you enjoy and love. Max Egan will join us for the last show of the year. So make sure your subscription is active so you can enjoy what's coming. And to get in touch with us for member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, there's a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. Clyde Lewis is a powerful voice in the field of paranormal news and commentary. With a diverse background in news, acting, writing, and radio, he entertains and captivates audiences across multiple platforms. Lewis's career in radio began in Utah in 1982, and he created Ground Zero in 1995 in Salt Lake City. Lewis has produced Ground Zero programs online, on radio, and on television. The program, which takes its name from the scientific definition of the term, Join FM News 101 KXL in 2011 and consistently ranks number one in the market. Lewis has appeared in a Showtime special with magicians Penn and Teller, as well as the television program Sightings, Strange Universe, and the Discovery Channel special Return to the Bermuda Triangle. He has been published in both UFO Magazine and Unknown Magazine and has been featured in Rolling Stone. Lewis is the model for characters in such books as Safe House, Supernatural Law, and Alien Invasion. A fan of B-horror and science fiction movies, comic books, and mythology, Lewis has also published his own fanzines and co-written scripts for television and radio. He appeared in the movies Nightfall, which he co-wrote with director Kevin DeLulo, Cage in Box Elder, and Citizen Toxie, The Toxie Avenger Part 4, in which he provided the voice of the title character. To learn more about Clyde Lewis and his excellent work, visit his website at groundzeromedia.com. Org. And directly from the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, I would like to welcome for the first time on Veritas, another fellow truth seeker with a very interesting story to tell, Clyde Lewis. Hello, Clyde. I'm finally welcome. How are you? I am so happy to be on a radio program such as yours. I am so pleased. I haven't spoken to you in a long time, Mel. I love you. You know I love you so much, and I'm glad that I'm on your show finally. Oh, I'm honored. And, you know, just folks, so that you know, it was a few years ago, I believe it was about three, close to four years ago, I was listening to, to a broadcast that uh, Clyde was, he was at a, this public place. I don't know if it was a, a restaurant or a bar, but I was listening to him and I was really captivated with what we he was saying. All of a sudden, he mentions my name, and I thought, wait a second, how how does he know who I am? This guy has been around for a long time, and honestly, Clyde, you reminded me, I think, uh, this this is a compliment, I think, I consider you the, the 21st century Howard Beale. Oh, really? That's awesome. Well, I was kind of like a Howard Beale uh, back when I was doing my bar stuff. I used to do a thing called Ground Zero Lounge, where I actually 
went into, I guess, uh, in many times I consider it the belly of the beast. We went to this bar called Dante's Inferno, which was, uh, you know, of course, hell. And uh, so I go into hell and talk to people, which is kind of a, a, I guess you could say a metaphor of sorts, but it really turned out to be great. But uh, sometimes, you know, you got heckled and you got a lot of drunks. And so you're talking to all the drunks, and you're talking to all the people, but it, be, it became the basis of a um, it became the basis of a, of a long-standing uh, idea that Ground Zero can be taken on the road. Ground Zero can be, you know, on the radio. Ground Zero can be on TV. We just figured that uh, the whole message of Ground Zero would be more or less, you know, going in where most people don't and opening up stories and talking about stories that most people won't and. Uh, sharing belief systems and uh, trying to honor those belief systems because it's important that we, we respect, I believe, uh, belief and, and myth and all those things that we have in our lives because that's where our core beliefs lie. And I remember during that movie Network, Howard Beale was somewhat subverted because he was becoming too vocal and getting too close to the truth. I know you've gone through through a lot of stuff in life. And I just, aside from what I read about your bio, I want you to tell the audience, because I, I know a lot of my audience knows you because they've told me, but there's a, a lot out there who may not know who you are. Tell us a little bit more about uh, yourself. Well, uh, I grew up uh, in Utah, of course, and you're Mormon until proven otherwise. So I was uh, raised in a Mormon family, um, not Mormon anymore. I actually uh, left the church a long time ago, about 20 some odd years ago. Uh, decided that I uh, had learned too many things and realized too many things in my in my upbringing. One of the things that's most interesting, and the person who had a lot of influence on my life, was a man by the name of Wolfgang Gossett, who was a priest in the old Catholic Church. And he took me on a lot of exorcisms, and uh, he took me and uh, actually took me under his wing and taught me everything I needed to know or needed to know about the paranormal. There were things I didn't understand, and a lot of it I thought was from the realms of Satan, from the realms of the devil. And I and I was frightened by most of it because I mean I always grew up with the idea that ghosts, you know, you you put a judgment, uh, a character judgment on ghosts, a character judgment on the paranormal, character judgment on the occult, and I I think I outgrew it to that point, and Wolfgang had taught me to outgrow it because he says that if you're going to be taking on the devil or taking on God or taking on any of these you know, paranormal things, you've got to understand you have a respect for them, and you realize that the power of the mind is, is the most, is the most uh, you know, powerful of all manifestations, thought forms, frequencies. And he also told me, he says, always remember that the earth was formed in the, in the way of a frequency, that it was uh, in, the, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. And he meant the word meaning that is by, by thought and, and word and action that all things manifest. And so I learned that. But what really was interesting about Wolfgang Gossett was is that he eventually uh, faded into my life, faded into the past, and then uh, was uh, resurrected again when I got a phone call from Galen Cook, who happened to be an investigator with the FBI and uh, was in the Seattle branch and told me, he said, your colleague quite possibly was D.B. Cooper, the well-known hijacker from 1971. And I was shocked and saw the pictures and just recently got back from Ariel Washington speaking with the FBI and speaking with several other people. And I may just have been taught everything I know by the infamous D.B. Cooper, which is something that uh, I, I, I laugh at and think about. But uh, in the meantime, until they prove it, it's uh, it's still a legend and still something that uh, I think is rather unique about uh, what I was taught in my life. That was a very fascinating story with D.B. Cooper, and I'd like to, to explore a little bit more with you. But this is interesting with you and the Mormon Church. What what was the incentive? What was the motivation that let you leave the church? Well, I think it was a lot to do with, um, 
Well, I always tell people, you know, I was a practicing Mormon. I got really good at it, and then I retired. Uh, oh, the, the thing about Mormonism is it's a good base. It's a it's a church that a lot of people believe is a cult, which I don't necessarily, you know, if if you go for the the pure definition of cult, then it is like any church, the Catholic Church, any church is a cult. Uh, I think people like to use the word cult as a as a pejorative, meaning I don't want to be a part of some loony, lunatic church. Um, but Mormonism has a good base for most people. But what it does is when you get into the, I guess when you get into the um, the, the ritualism of the church, you know, going through the temples and and, and and learning the quote secrets of the universe unquote, you you tend to understand that you know while there is a devotion to Christ, there is a devotion to God, and all those other things. There are other powers that are out there that, for some reason, I'm sure the church didn't didn't expect me to feel this way, but it became more apparent to me that I I was uh, becoming a little bit more polytheist in my beliefs. A little bit more the idea that God is an acronym for Grand Order of Developers that uh, you know our our creation was based on an agreement between you know advanced scientists or advanced uh, extraterrestrials or whatever and I and I started branching out which was not what the belief system of the church is however it's hidden. Uh, there's always the hidden belief that God is an extraterrestrial, and He is because we pray to heaven instead of praying to the ground. Uh, we 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 search out in space for God. We've built towers for God. We've done all these things for God, and so I became more along the lines of having a more, I guess you could say, polytheistic ideal of what God is. How immense it, I can't explain. How miraculous I can see. Um, and so I'm somewhere caught in the middle and being caught in the middle gives me the opportunity to be more objective with my show. And that's why people say, well, we can't figure out what you believe. And I say, well, I rejected my old beliefs for some beliefs now that are a little bit more open to the possibility of anything They can, you know, anything happens. It usually does, you know, God moves in mysterious ways and many of his believers do too. And I, and I have, I've decided that this is something that I find fascinating about life. And in fact, the paranormal is part of life. It's not something, I mean, I had a, a gentleman explain to me that the paranormal is normal. Uh, the lulls in life are what are abnormal, and, and we have tend to reverse it and uh, realize that, well, normalcy is whatever they tell us normalcy is, but paranormal is something that happens outside the norm. I said, well, for me, every day is a paranormal experience. Every day is magical. Every day is beautiful, and I tend to have a life now um, ever since I Ever since I uh, got cancer back in 2007, uh, double renal cell carcinoma, and, and I survived it uh, miraculously, I've decided that every day is like Christmas uh, and for me, but uh, I tend to act as though every day is April Fool's Day and Halloween as well. So, I mean, I have April Fool's Day, Halloween, and Christmas that I deal with every day in my life, and I feel that that makes my life a little bit more enjoyable and a little more pleasurable. Rather than just being bored with my life, I decided that every day should be that way. You tend to appreciate life even more. Mm -hmm. And what you said about the paranormal is so true. Just because our science cannot explain it, it doesn't mean that it has to be paranormal. But the reason why I brought you to the show now specifically is because next week we have the infamous December 21st, 2012. Yes. And I want to, instead of having somebody who focuses on one area only, I wanted to bring somebody who, with a wide spectrum, you've been doing this for, you know, over... 30 years now, and you have so much perspective that you've extracted from, from your guests, and this never-ending obsession with the apocalypse, with the, the end of the world, why do you think, especially in the United States, what do you think we have that here? Well, I think it's because of the fact 
well, in the United States especially, is we live life uh, on the edge always in this country. We've done that. And we have, uh, this country is, uh, they have all sorts of, I guess you could say, mystical ideas about what this country is. They have what I call American exceptionalism. They believe in manifest destiny. They believe in all of these ideas and things that, you know, that are mythologies that somehow keep us alive. And I, and I tend to get bitter about these mythologies when the when the realities aren't necessarily measuring up. And so I say to people, you know, you can have your mythologies about what is going on in the world, but you need to also understand that there's some logic that needs to be thrown in here as well. Entertain that stuff if you wish, but the logic is telling me that we need to prepare for what others believe. People always say, well, 2012, nothing's going to happen. December 21st, 2012, nothing's going to happen. And I'm thinking, well, you know, it, something is going to happen. You're going to wake up. You're going to see the sunrise, and then whatever goes down is going to have some special meaning on that date because we've been fortified and forced into believing that that date is something significant. I mean, I've learned a lot in the past, I guess, week, two weeks about 2012. I didn't know that the whole idea of the calendar ending, <clears throat> excuse me, the calendar ending on December 21st, 2012, was brought about a long time before Terrence McKenna ever came out with Time Wave Zero. I mean, we can go all the way back to the times of the 20s and 30s where they were talking about it and archaeologists were debating it and uh, all sorts of other things. And then I, I was learning. I mean, it's like a fast-paced learning curve. I had done a uh, presentation uh, you know, going around to bars, and I also was allowed to speak at a Masonic Lodge, which I thought was interesting. Uh, I did a show uh, called AD 2012, The Force Structuring of the New Eon, which was more or less a Gnostic view of what 2012 would be for those who don't necessarily want to lean towards dispensationalism, eschatology, and all the other things that are involved. And so I said, here's what I see. And what I said was, is that everything right now is focused on the Mayans. The Mayans were a people that believed in the Zodiac. They believed in time. They, they, they utilized time. They, they gave direction according to how the stars moved. They said, look, you're not going to eat until the stars are in a certain position. You're not going to plant until the stars are in a certain position. You're not going to have sex until the stars are in a certain position. We do sacrifices when stars and moons and everything else are in the right position. And the Mayans believed in what was known as the 13 Bactoons, or the 13 houses of the stars. We have 12 in our zodiac. However, they've been pushing the idea of a 13th, which of course is Ophiuchus, the star, the the the, uh, the actually the, the uh, zodiac sign for the snake. Uh, the snake handler. And I'm saying to myself, you know, people are not trying, they, they don't want to adapt to it, but they're going to have to. They're going to have to face the facts that they're going to realize that the people who create time, and Orwell said this, those who, you know, control the past, control the present and the future. And it's true. If the party, as he says, or the elite, control what you believe is history, then they can control what your future is. It's a, it's a point of reverse causality. What was once hypothetical is now real, that there is reverse causality. There is retro causality where you now are seeing events happen before they happen. You're seeing them in movies. You're reading about them in books. You're hearing about the potential of these things happening. You're, you're hearing prepare, prepare, prepare. And for the longest time, December 21st, December 21st 2012 has been that point, that idea of reverse reverse causality. We don't know what's going to happen on that date. We just know the date's coming. And yet many of us are preparing for some nebulous end or some nebulous change. And when it doesn't happen, there are going to be a lot of people saying, well, what, what's this? What's going on? And there's going to be a lot of faith that's going to be damaged. There's going to be a lot of people wondering. 
But what they do need to know is it has nothing to do with the transformation of spirituality or the transcendency or anything like that. What it has to do is, is that people are scrambling now to... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.